Hey, believe it or not, this is episode number 10. And I I gotta be honest, I cannot believe you that we are on episode 10 already. Honestly, I gotta I gotta tell you, if it wasn't for all of you out there listening, I uh I probably wouldn't have made it this far, you know. You listening to this has given me the confidence to keep going, and uh I just I just wanna say thank you. I uh I really appreciate it and I thank you very much for uh for listening. So before uh, <clears throat> before we get started, let me just uh, put a bug in your ear really quick. Um, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet at electricianslibrary.com, head over there and, and uh, do it. You're going to get uh, updates each week telling you what's what's new on the site, uh, what uh, what the blog and of course uh, the weekly buzz are going to be about this week. And uh, if you haven't checked out our Facebook page yet. You can like us at facebook.com forward slash electricians library. So give us a like and, uh, you know, last but not least, make sure that you subscribe on iTunes to the Weekly Buzz um, podcast. And, you know, we'd appreciate it if you'd give us a, a rating in their little star system there. I'm hoping that you'll give us, uh, give us five stars, but I want you to be honest. I want you to let me know what uh, we really need to do here because the feedback is just going to help this this program get better so um, moving along let's uh, let's go ahead and get started here um, you know we finished up our our fun facts about Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla and now we're gonna dive right in and talk about you know what they're what they're really known for um, and this this period of time of the world um, in electricity is it's it's affectionately known as the War of Currents. So, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to timeline this a little bit. You know, I'm gonna try to make it a little easier so that we're not jumping back and forth. And you know, it's probably gonna end up being at least a two-part series and maybe a three-part series. I don't know if it'll stretch out to three or not, but uh, but I want to give you as much information as I possibly can. But at the same time, I don't want to lose your attention, so I'm not I'm not wanting to turn this into like a an hour hour and a half long episode. Um, so so we'll see how many uh, how many episodes this turns into, and uh, hopefully it, uh, it it makes really clear what has happened in the past to get us to the point we're at today. So let's go back to a time when life seemed a lot easier. You know, at least by today's standards, anyways. You know, this is this is a time when there were major discoveries happening. You know, they're being made in areas of life that we pretty much see as just basic in our day now. You know, things that we probably take for granted, and things that just seem simple to us. 
And so we're gonna go, we're gonna go back to 1880. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Thomas A. Edison. Were the internet around? Uh, this this you know drama or this this event that was taking place this period of time you know would would probably be considered you know the drama of the decade you know it would have the whole world talking it would be it would be the most googled topic around it would be all over the headlines you know war of currents battles on and edison versus tesla who will win um and you can you can almost imagine a you know a twitter battle or or something going on between Edison and Tesla, you know, smack talking AC versus DC. And then all of a sudden ACDC would get involved and sue them both for copyright infringement. You know, I'm just kidding. I I love ACDC, but you know, but I digress. Um this was the this was the the big event of the time and you know, you could you could compare Edison Tesla Edison and Tesla to, you know, probably the the Bill Gates and the Steve Jobs of the 1800s. Um, you know, they were two genius rivals of their day. They were looking to provide a solution that was gonna gonna help the world's problems. They they wanted to fix things. They wanted to to make things better. And you know, it's been said that Edison probably had a little more uh, determination or motivation, I guess you would say, um, from money, whereas Tesla's wasn't so much motivated by money. But but that aside, these were these were two titans of industry that that transformed what electricity is today. Um, you know, they, it wasn't exactly like like the Mac and the PC, I guess you would say. Um, these guys knew that there wasn't going to be room for for two forms of electricity in society. You know, there's there's room for several different kinds of computers in today's society, but there there wasn't wasn't room for two different kinds of electricity in society at that time and so they were determined to make their idea their ideas you know everyone's source of power so back in back in 1879 edison finally came up with uh the first first viable incandescent light bulb um in the u.s you know somebody that same year had had made the discovery as well over in europe um but this was this took place in the U.S. and and he did it using a the filament of the light bulb was actually a carbon fiber filament that was made from cotton. Now it's interesting to note that uh, the, the first bulb, you know, it only lasted less than fourteen hours. Okay, so we, I don't think you would call this a long life bulb, and and uh, probably wouldn't get a manufacturer's warranty behind that thing, you know, with fourteen hours. But within that year he was able to extend the life of that bulb almost um, 100 times by using carbonized bamboo filaments. So, you know, just even within a year, he was able to to make some pretty big improvements and and uh, pretty big headways in making things a lot more efficient and work a lot better. Um, so he was, he was ready to take this on the road, and his first big show was installing lighting on the steamship Columbia in 1880. These lights were, you know, what's even cooler is that these lights were, were run from his own DC electrical system that, that he had made. And with 
these inventions coming along, this pretty much guaranteed Edison that he was going to become mega rich. And, you know, there was becoming a rush to build hydroelectric power plants at the time. And they were going to generate DC power. And these were going to be happening across cities, across the entire U.S. And so he had the patents, so he would get the royalties. Um, so he was he was <clears throat> well on his way to becoming, you know, a rich fool. But he wasn't a fool. You know, he wasn't an idiot. You know, he recognized that there were limitations to to DC power. You know, he he knew that there were flaws. He he knew that it was going to be extremely difficult to transmit DC over long distances without uh, without a significant loss of energy. I do not think there is any thrill that can go through the human heart like that felt by the inventor as he sees some creation of the brain unfolding to success. Such emotions make a man forget food, sleep, friends, love, everything. Nikola Tesla. So in the meantime, the young Serbian mathematician uh, known as Nikola Tesla, he had just moved to Budapest. <clears throat> now he moved moved around a little bit, and when he when he finally got to Budapest, he was working as an electrician, and then I guess I don't know if you'd call it graduated or moved on or moved up to um, become an electrical engineer, uh, you know. And like I say, he moved around quite a bit, and it only took him about a year, uh, you know, a year or so after he moved to Budapest that he began working as an engineer in Paris, France. And this is where he began working for the Continental Edison Company. And this was this was right around 1882, um, right in that uh, right in that ballpark. And it, you know, at the time, he was pretty much just you know basically designing and making improvements to you know, various types of electrical electrical equipment. You know, he spent his free time um, experimenting, and, you know, during these experimentations, this is when this is when Tesla developed one of his earliest devices that that used rotating mag magnetic fields, you know, and, and one of these included the induction motor. Now, what's interesting is that, you know, people obviously can't see into the future so so they didn't know that this young man <clears throat> he was he was going to be the man that would one day you know work contrary to Einstein's theory of relativity he would work on a universe model that he named the dynamic theory of, gra of gravity and then he would you know he would eventually talk in conferences that he attended you know and he would talk about the impracticality of telephones with cords you know, and the need to develop the portable telephones. Isn't, you know, isn't that interesting? That you, And I know that this was, you know, given in a previous podcast about, uh, you know, um, facts about Tesla. But, you know, he, he foresaw the cell phone. You know, he would one day work on planes that would be controlled by remotes. You know, RC airplanes. You know, and then he would also create his own lighting and work... You know, pretty secretly on methods um, of trying to create create new energy. So, you know, people were around him. People saw him, but they 
they didn't know some of the great things that uh, that Tesla would work on. So why don't we go ahead and and take a quick break for for the definition of the week, and I will be back. Uh, with more from the battlefield of the War of Currents. This NEC Definition of the Week is brought to you by electricianslibrary.com. The definition this week is exposed as to applied to wiring methods. On or attached to the surface or behind panels designed to allow access. All right, welcome back. So we, uh, you know, we left off with Tesla, you know, experimenting in his free time uh, away from work and kind of messing around with magnetic fields. So now let's let's fast forward a few years to 1884, and now Tesla finds himself, you know, relocating to the Big Apple, New York City. Uh, He had he he went to New York with little besides a letter of recommendation from. Uh, from his supervisor, his manager, his previous job, Charles Batchelor. Um, so this letter to Edison from Batchelor, um, you know, it said that Batchelor wrote in this letter of recommendation, I know two great men, and you are one of them, and this is the other... Sorry, let me let me start that over there. Bachelor wrote, I know two great men, and you are one of them. The other is this young man. So this is this is when Tesla was hired by Thomas Edison to work for Edison Machine Works. Now with this, you know, with this new beginning, Tesla's work for Edison began, you know, with simple uh, electrical engineering and, you know, quickly progressed to solving some of the most difficult problems that uh, that they were facing. You know, Tesla, he was he was offered the task of completely redesigning the Edison company's DC generators. Um, what a, you know, kind of what an honor is that to, to be offered that to, you know, completely redesign, uh, one of those, one of those, uh, big projects. So, you know, Tesla, he accepted the challenge. He had a background in, in mathematics that Edison didn't have. And so he set out to, to do this, to redesign the DC generators, you know, the future, the future of electric, electric distribution, you know, was AC current. And Tesla told Edison this, you know, AC where high voltage energy, it was going to be transmitted over over long distances, and it would have to use it would only have to use low current, you know, it was going to be able to go miles beyond the generating plants, and it was gonna it was just going to be a more efficient delivery system, but. Edison, he he wouldn't listen. He crushed Tesla's dreams, and he basically, you know, dismissed Tesla's ideas and said, you know, they were splendid, but utterly impractical. And this did not sit well. Um, so, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But but so Tesla began the work. This was right around 1884, 1885. Tesla he began working on the redesign of uh, of the inefficiencies of the motors and generators and you know, he made improvements in both service and economy for these things. And he did it He did it with ease. This was not something that was a super difficult task for the man. Um, you know, he managed to turn an inefficient DC device into something pretty pretty incredible and efficient. And it saved Edison all sorts of cash. He, You know, and Edison probably knew this. He probably saw exactly what was happened. So, 
And that's, you know, that's another thing, the cash side of this. You know, Tesla's motivation, it wasn't without a price. You know, according to, according to Tesla, um, Edison promised that there's $50,000 in it for you if you can do it. Okay, now that equates to, you know, roughly a million bucks these days, maybe a little more. But, uh, you know, in the, in the histories that have been told, this comment, you know, this comment's been noted as a pretty odd statement from from Edison because his company was pretty stingy. You know, they didn't pay a lot. They didn't even have that kind of cash on hand. So, you know, it's questionable whether or not that offer was ever made. <clears throat> but uh, but Tesla Tesla claims that it was, and so because he had that motivation. You know, he fulfilled the task, and then he went to collect. Um, now, when he went to collect, you know, Edison claimed, and kind of, you know, kind of sounds to me like a pretty shrewd businessman would, that uh, that he was just joking. You know, he 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 was just messing around, just joking, and and replied to Tesla and basically said, Tesla, you don't understand our American humor. And so instead of instead of coughing up the fifty grand. You know, Edison offered him a $10 a week raise over his $18 a week salary. So he'd be he'd be going from 18 bucks a week to 28 bucks a week. Now, sounds like a pretty good deal, right? Nah, Tesla didn't think so. So this this ended it. This was it. Tesla refused the offer and he he resigned. It was time to move on. You know, he was ready to go. He was ready to go make his difference and it was time to bring AC current to the world. So, you know, he basically goes from an employee to an entrepreneur. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, you got to go out and raise capital to start your own company. You know, these things don't just start and run themselves. So he wanted to, he wanted to raise capital uh, to start the Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing Company. But it, it wasn't an easy venture. You know, it wasn't without his trials. He didn't just walk into a bunch of cash and live happily ever after. You know, he had to do side jobs, manual labor, you know, he had to eat, and he had bills to pay, you know. Rent's not cheap when you're living in New York. Um, you got you to gotta put bacon on the table. So at one point, you know, to make this possible, he, you know, he part of that manual labor, he had to go and dig ditches and, you know, wait for it, but... One of the companies that he had to go and dig ditches for, and you'll probably never guess it, but it was the Edison Company. So, you know, he kind of went full circle, and, uh, well, not even full circle, I guess, because it wasn't too long after he quit, he was digging ditches back for Edison Company again. But, you know, it's just, it's part of the cycle, you know. And any of you that have, you know, that are out there and have started your own business, you know how it is. You know exactly what... Uh, what it's like to get out there and have to work and and do anything and everything to put to put the food on the table. So so he goes out and he's he's working and he's paying his bills and he's you know working all through the hours of the night working on his uh, you know alternating current uh, devices and and such and then it, it it finally happened you know he hit pay dirt he was finally going to get uh, he was finally going to get his chance to make it big. And believe it or not, this is where I'm going to leave you off for today. I know, right? I you know, just totally going to leave you hanging here and in suspense. But but you're okay with that. You're cool, right? 
uh, now you got you got something to look forward to for next week. So, anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you off there, and uh, you know, just want again thank you again for tuning in. I I really appreciate knowing that you're out there listening, giving me the opportunity to do something I really enjoy. So, uh, once again, just if you wouldn't mind, don't forget to check out uh, check out the blog at electricianslibrary.com. This week I. I just posted an article about counterfeiting and breakers, and and I think you're going to really enjoy it. And while you're there, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter, check out the forum, and get ready to uh, get ready to list your company on the Electrician's Library directory. Um, it's it's going to be free service to each of you out there. It's just there to help you grow your business and and get your name out there. So uh, until next week, stay tuned for the safety tip of the week, and uh, stay grounded. The safety tip of the week is brought to you by electricianslibrary.com. Here's today's tip. Personal protective equipment or PPE. This is your last line of defense and will be a major factor in differentiating between an electrical event you walk away from or one that requires a lot of time in the hospital with painful healing or even death. PPE or personal protective equipment comes in a lot of different forms. Hard hats, gloves, goggles, safety shoes or boots, flame-resistant shirts, pants, safety glasses, face shields, fall protection, and more. So make sure that the PPE you're wearing is right for your circumstances, and make sure that you're wearing it. Don't just leave it in the truck.